Hello and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I want to welcome you today. Welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. I'm so glad you're here, friend. Don't run off quite yet. Let's see what the Lord has for us today. We're going to talk about His faithfulness and examples of His love for His people in the way that He keeps His promises, even when His people do not. And uh, welcome to anyone who is a returning listener. I am so thankful for you. I want to just give God the thanks and the praise. He continues to put this podcast in different places. I saw that we have... uh, reached, I think it's 59 countries in which this podcast has been downloaded, and I just give him all the thanks and praise for that, and I want to welcome each of you who are listening. I want you to know that I pray for you frequently. I continue to pray daily that the Lord will draw you closer to Him, that He will give you more of a desire to know Him and His Word, and that you will see the absolute necessity of that. Friends, it takes intention to be a follower of Christ. It takes intention uh, and being deliberate in our walk. And so I'm just uh, here to encourage you in that. I'm a fellow walker on this journey with you. And I'm just excited for us to spend time in His Word today. Know that I love to hear from you. So if you feel so led, send me a message sometime. You can find my email down in the show notes. And please consider sharing this podcast in which, wherever you listen. If it's on the, uh, an app, a podcast app, or on YouTube, or if it's just by word of mouth, or it's on the internet, tell somebody about it today that you think may enjoy coming on this journey with us. Well, our verse for the day for January the 10th, 2024 comes from the minor prophet book of Hosea, Hosea chapter 1, verse 10, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, it shall be said to them, children of the living God. Oh, friends, I'm excited for us to park here to see what we can learn today. And you know, if you've been on this journey with me, uh, any of the last, I don't know, 700 plus episodes uh, that I think it's wise for us to take just a few minutes to get background. Now, I'm trying to shorten that somewhat uh, because there's uh, other episodes in which I've given a lot more background, but it is still important. It's a good discipline for us to think about where are we, what was going on, who was the writer, what's the context, because that helps us to better understand and apply this uh, truth, because we know that all of God's Word is truth. The sum of all of His Word is truth. We also know that uh, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, correction, reproof, and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So there is something for us to learn here, and I'm so excited. Um, We are in the Old Testament. Hosea is a book of prophecy. And so the Old Testament begins with the five books of the law. Then it moves to Old Testament history, then to the wisdom and poetry literature, then to minor prophets, and then to, I'm sorry, then to major prophets, then to minor prophets. Hosea is the first listed in the Old Testament of the minor prophets. And we see... uh, 
when we think about those books of prophecy, and I've told you this before, uh, it used to kind of overwhelm me. It still does a little bit, but it helps if we have the, a framework to think about. Um, we could divide these prophets into to whom the prophecy was given and roughly the time period. Was it before the exiles? Was it during the exile or was it after the exile? And so Hosea is a book that was written primarily to the northern kingdom of Israel, although he had prophecies about Judah and words about Judah that God gave him in his in his book of prophecy. Um, but he's primarily to the to the northern kingdom. And then this was before the exile. This was before Assyria came in and conquered uh, that northern kingdom of Israel. Now, if you wonder what I'm talking about, northern kingdom and southern kingdom, when God allowed the people to have a king after they had uh, come out of Israel and then had judges and then they asked for a king, that initial kingdom was a united kingdom. It was a, uh, a king over 12 tribes of Israel. <clears throat> but then uh, King Solomon was disobedient, and God told him that because of his disobedience, the kingdom would be torn from him. And it was at that time uh, that it was split into the northern ten tribes and the southern two tribes. The northern ten tribes were Israel. The southern two tribes were Judah. Um, Hosea is prophesying primarily to that northern kingdom of Israel. And uh, he and Amos were the ones that primarily prophesied to Israel. Uh, Obadiah prophesied to uh, Edom. Uh, Nineveh was prophesied to by Nahum and um, Jonah. And then uh, Daniel and Ezekiel prophesied to those southern kingdom of Judah, uh, the ones who had been exiled to Babylon. And then all the rest were to that southern kingdom of Judah. Um, and so we, it's very interesting about Hosea. God gave him something to do as an example of how he loved, how he, God, loved his wayward of children, Israel. And we see here, we don't know a whole lot about Hosea other than what is listed right here. Uh, but it says in Hosea 1.1, the word of the Lord that came to Hosea, the son of Beeri, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. And we see coming up here, leading up to our verse for the day, that God told Hosea to go take a wife of whoredom. And it was someone, we don't know if she was already a prostitute or if God just knew that that was going to be her way. Um, but he asked of Hosea a difficult thing to do as an example uh, to, uh, to show the people to whom he was prophesying um, about God's love. And often God asks us to do some difficult things as we walk out our uh our why our lives, um, but he had a very specific reason for asking Hosea to do this, and I'm going to read up to our verse for the day so you can hear. Often, what we see throughout Hosea, and I love this uh, this book of prophecy, is you see God telling the people, and He does this in a lot of His books of prophecy. This is what you've done. You've turned away. Um, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to discipline you, but. There's still hope. 
I still love you. Turn back. (laughs) And so uh, that is a message that we see throughout the Old Testament. One of the other things I love about these books of prophecy, and we've talked about this over and over again, is we see just so much uh, and so often of the writer saying, thus says the Lord, or the Lord said this, or hear this word from the Lord. And we see God's character. We see how he loves his children. And it's just such a blessing. But listen to this. It says in Hosea chapter 1, verse 2, When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go, take to yourself a wife of whoredom, and have children of whoredom, for the land commits great whoredom by forsaking the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. And the Lord said to him, Call his name Jezreel, for in just a little while I will punish the house of Jehu for the blood of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. And on that day I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. She conceived again and bore a daughter, and the Lord said to him, Call her name No Mercy, for I will no more have mercy on the house of Israel for to, get, to forgive them at all. But I will have mercy on the house of Judah, and I will save them by the Lord their God. I will not save them by bow or by sword or by war or by horses or by horsemen. When she had weaned no mercy, she conceived and bore a son, and the Lord said, Call his name not my people, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. And I just have to stop there. That all sounds really bleak, but but that's exactly what um, that northern kingdom of Israel had done, and even some of the southern kingdom, but they had turned away. They had... Uh, being unfaithful to God. They had done exactly what he had told them not to do. He he had clearly, he'd given clear instruction uh, to Moses in the law to give to the people, and um, that was supposed to have been passed down. He'd given clear instruction to have no other gods before him, to not have idols, uh, to follow him, to keep his Sabbath holy, not to profane that, and how to uh, deal and uh, interact with other people. He had given them very, very clear instruction, and they knew that. They had been given that, uh, yet they turned away, and um, he had told them that if you will follow me, I will bless you. If you are disobedient, you will have trouble. There will be curses, and so this was not a new concept. It had been played out in the hundreds of years leading up to this time here, and um, it was not new, and and it sounds like all was lost, but God is faithful, and so we read in our verse for the day in um, Hosea 1.10, yet, so even though he was going to call that northern kingdom of Israel not his people, and he uh, was not going to have mercy on them as far as he was sending punishment because they were disobedient. He said, yet the number of the children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, it shall be said to them, children of the living God. And I'm going to read past that. And the children of Judah and the children of Israel shall be gathered together. 
and they shall appoint for themselves one head, and they shall go up from the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. There is such good news here, and this begins to point us to the good news about Jesus coming, because there was going to be a day when this Israel would have one head, and that would be the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. And so I love that about these books of Old Testament prophecy as well. Uh, Often they point to a near fulfillment of prophecy and also a far fulfillment. But if that, that may sound familiar to you in our verse for the day, yet the number of children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered. Um, and you may be thinking, well, he just said he was not going to have mercy and they would not be his people. But if we go back all the way before there was a divided kingdom, so Abraham had Isaac, Isaac had Jacob, Jacob's other name was Israel. Israel had those 12 sons and it was after uh, where that that United Kingdom, just like we mentioned, where the United Kingdom was split. But God had made a promise to Abraham before there was ever a law, before there was ever these 12 tribes of Israel. And he made a promise to him that through him, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. And I want to show you also what else he told him all the way over here in Genesis 22, after the Lord had uh, told um, Abraham to take Isaac up on the mountain, um, Isaac, who was his child of promise, and take him up on the mountain and offer him as a sacrifice. And Abraham was obedient, and he did take uh, Isaac up there. And just as Abraham was getting ready to slay his son, as he had been um, commanded by the Lord, uh, an angel of the Lord stayed his hand, and um, they were. It was a test. It was a trial to see was Abraham's faith. Um, did he trust the Lord? And we do know that he did. He trusted, he believed in the Lord, and it was credited to him as righteousness. That is how we are seen as righteous before God. It's not because of what we do, but it's do we believe God and will we trust him and do we do what he says and tells us to do? And we read that that was a test, and you can read that in Genesis 22. But when we uh, hop down here in Genesis 22, um, uh, I'm going to start in 15. It says, And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore, and your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. And uh, that is what this is referring to here in verse 10. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people. It shall be said to them, you are children of the living God. And you may say, well, well, how is that? Well, it's because God was going to continue his promise um, through that southern kingdom of Judah. This Israel was still uh, the 12 tribes. These were still 
um, Abraham's great, 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 all those hundreds of great grandchildren. This was still in his lineage. And he had made, he, God had made a promise to Abraham that through him, all the nations of the earth would be blessed and that he would be the father of a multitude of nations. And as we see here, it would be like the sand of the seashore that couldn't be counted or measured. And how did God do that? Well, he continued his promise through through that southern kingdom of Judah, still part of the big part, the big united kingdom of Israel. And he did that uh, through Jesus. And Jesus came. He was uh, an offspring of David. We've talked about that, how God had given David a promise that there would never fail to be a a man from his lineage to sit on the throne of Israel forever. And that was talking about Jesus. And then these numbers that are couldn't be measured, that is not only those of that earthly lineage, that's us, friends. Uh, because if we have believed in Jesus we are part of that family. And I want to show you where we see that. If you look over into Galatians and we look um, in verse uh, chapter 3, verse 26, it says, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. It's always been about faith. It was about faith with Abraham. It is about faith with us. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male and female, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. That's talking about us. And so uh, while that northern kingdom of Israel was having punishment, and Judah would later get punishment for their disobedience, God kept his promise. He always keeps his promises. He had made that promise to Abraham and his promise stood. And uh, there's examples of that throughout Hosea and throughout all the scripture that we see that. And then I want to show you one more thing. If we hop over to Revelation, um, where God gave that gospel writer, John, a vision of how it will be in heaven. And I want you to hear this in Revelation 7, 9. It says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worship God saying amen blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever amen friends if you know Jesus I think we will be um, in that band worshiping in in a in amongst all of that that cannot be numbered of every tribe and tongue and nation giving him honor and thanks and praise because of what he's done and i'm thankful for that he is the living god of god the father god the son god the holy spirit and so i encourage you to praise him to thank him for what he's done and may we share with others uh, this salvation that he has given us blessings to you friends until next time